wanted to run around in the baggy green. Want to be on TV shows like this where we can have a laugh. Never ever give up. They think we're not strong enough, but we just be the world. Their sex is a dull. I got pats in the back of the head regularly. It's just unfortunate it was from a coach. G'day everybody, welcome to this State of Origin Eve edition of the show. Now, without a hint of hyperbole, State of Origin Eve is 11 squillion times better than Christmas Eve. That could just be me, of course. I'm not sure if I speak for the wonderful Kelly Underwood or Robert Craddock, who is, of course, down from Queensland. Welcome to you both. Uh, also great to have on board Ryan Fitzgerald alongside Mark Bozza. Thank you very Bozza. much, Squizzy. Uh, blues. Yeah. Sorry, I had to get it out there, Crash, just early. <laughs> you know, I can't wait for when Wendell arrives because we're going to have two people who refer to themselves in the third person. Yeah. Tony, Tony's very excited by that. <laughs> so one of them might even refer to themselves in the fourth yeah. person. We're <laughs> just going to break through that fourth wall. All right, at last, at last, some argy-bargy in the state of origin lead-up. Not from the Blues or the Maroons camp, but as you'd expect from the Daily Telegraph and the Courier Mail. This is from the telly today. Check out the back page. Crash, they've had a crack really bad there. It's referring to how hopeless this Queensland side is. Nate Miles can't break tackles. It's all there. What have they done lately? Nothing. It's a good old-fashioned origin pot stir from Bulldog Richie. And yep. I must say, that's a part of origin I love. It's had an interesting reaction tone up north. Some people most offended by it. Really? The Queensland management secretly love it because they say to Nate, oh, mate, gee, well, it has been a while since you broke the line. But the interesting reaction from Gordon Tallis, the Maroons great, who wound up the fist and said, they're right. It's very close to the money. But there are players like Miles. He's everything's on the line for him. And Gordon struggles. It, look, he said, Miles's job isn't to break the line, but it is to hit the line. He has been out of form. So it's interesting. But there's crash, a bit of truth in There's that. an entire history in State of Origin mm. of Queensland mm. picking t- uh, players who are such dud form in yeah. club footy. They go and play, put them, pull the brown jersey on, away they go. Man. Yeah, and Miles, is, he has dominated for Queensland for years. You know he's yeah. going to step up into the mark in these big games, Crash. Oh, he has, and, and that's the difference. New South Wales go on club form, Queensland go on what happened last year, and it's been successful. But a back page like that helps Queensland because they're not happy unless they've got someone bagging them. It's been the story for 35 years, and I promise you, if we're sitting on the panel in 35 years' time, the theme won't have changed. They just need it. Will the players be reading that? Absolutely. Yep. And, and Boz, look, is it small-minded? Certainly is. <laughs> Should it make a difference? No. Does it make a difference? Yes. It does, and it's yes. not just the players that read it. I think everyone, I mean, I love that as part of the origin build-up, yeah. looking at the papers in Sydney and Brisbane and comparing them. It feels like, I think the fans absolutely love the theatre of it, but it feels like there's not as much nastiness in the lead-up, particularly when it comes to the newspaper coverage this year. Has there, has there been a bit of a different tone for both papers? Actually, you're very perceptive. I reckon both papers worked out last year that people love theatre, entertainment, banter, but the nastiness left a lot of people cold. And, and don't worry, <laughs> not a ball's been kicked yet. Yep. By tomorrow night, it could be very nasty. Yeah, well, but there is that. There, there is, is that. But your fellow journos on the Courier Mail, they've obviously got far too much time on their hands. Now, check out this from today as well. This is the Game of Toads lift out. Uh, look, it's just a brilliant thing. It's a ball game. Uh, obviously, you can collect your tokens there. Just a couple of my favourites. Uh, when you land on the square, Jared Haynes says childhood dream was to be a Queenslander. Like that one. Oh, uh, someone uh, should be sinbin for that one. What do you mean, someone? What do you think Crash does with the other yeah. six <laughs> 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 I also like this one from the Queensland uh, point of view. 
Your arms get tired holding the shield above your head nine out of ten years. Go back <laughs> to <laughs> space. That's very good. Very it was brilliant work by our sports editor, Mike Westlake, who just comes up with these things. My favourites was Parramatta player passes go, collects $200 in undisclosed third-party payments. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one... Put the boot in a para while they're yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston gives his headgear to Paul Gallon at full time because he likes to help unfortunates who don't have much. Oh, <laughs> man. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It's all part of the build-up. The big drama, of course, and who knows if this is part of the build-up uh, or it's genuine, has been Cooper Cronk's ankle. Will he play? Won't he? Are they foxing? Do we care? Crash, now, I know you've been embedded in uh, the camp at Sanctuary Cove. We can see he was, uh, did some training today. He obviously is very stiff in the legs. Uh, but <laughs> it is... Can't bend his knees. <laughs> that's, that's right. Is there any What's the? He's going to play. It's been foxing, surely. No, no, no. It, it, look, I know a player who actually saw was beside him when it happened, and he mm. said you could see the swelling inside his sock. It came straight up. Mm. Our back page lead tomorrow is something on the lines of it's all your choice. It's Kevin Walters saying, Cooper, I'm not going to rule you in or you out. Come to me tomorrow and just say, look, I think he'll play. Do you know, what the, do. Back, you know what the back page of the Telegraph will be? What a cronk of shit. <laughs> 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 because, because he is definitely going to play Crash, without a doubt. I loved his arrival at the airport, Fitzy. I don't know if you saw the outfit that he chose when he arrived at the airport, whether it was just to make us wonder about the, uh, the ankle. Surely, that, that'd be compression socks. I mean, we're talking about... Crash or like that was sandals, though. Yeah, but that's Ill. Crash. Well, I mean, that's Crash's fashion sense. But the, we're talking about the most professional footballer going around in rugby league. And yep. the fact that, I mean, you only have to remember, what, three or four years ago, Fitzy, he wanted to get fitter in the off-season. He joined the Brisbane Lions and he paid for it themselves to go to Arizona and train with them. So yep. he's not going to be foxing on this sort of injury, but, you wouldn't think. Crash, if you were Kevin Walters with that injury, would you risk him? Yes. Yeah. You would. I mean, look, the last... They've only... Uh, the, the, last fact he, games, the fact that he could come off in the first 20 minutes and... Yeah, but I, I think you've got to trust your man. Mm. The, the last eight games, I've lost three, and I think Cooper Cronk... Uh, was either injured in one of them and missed two. So he's, he's more important than Thurston. If he reckons he's right, he's right. I like his fashion sense. He just reminded me of an old-fashioned English tourist. Yeah, <laughs> the Add the sandals and you got it all right. Now, here's what Paul Gallen and Kevin Walters had to say about the Cooper Cronk saga. Cooper's not one to play mind games, so they'll think they probably use him as a bit of a pawn there, um, you know, in the mind games that they get up to. But... Um, Cooper's not that type of guy, and um, I'm sure he's probably it's not really appreciated being treated like that. And... No, well, I grew up in Ipswich, and not, we don't know what smoke and mirrors are, so uh, we're as honest as the day is long. I'll let Cooper make the call, yeah. He's a big enough lad to understand his own body and his own ankle, whether he can get through 80 minutes of origin. See, that's the problem with this build-up. Kevin Walters, he's so nice. On radio the other day, I actually wished him good luck and genuinely meant it. That's a horrible yeah. stat. Right well, there. he's turned Glenn Lazarus. Yeah. He's actually going for Queensland yeah. now. Yeah. He's turned Glenn Lazarus. That's a huge job. Yeah. All right, why is it that every year there's this dramatic injury or illness scare in the Queensland camp, but the bloke plays? Well, we hear nothing from New South Wales and someone goes down a screaming heap and misses the game. And this time, it's Josh Dugan, whose arm injury will keep him out of game one. And we're hearing today surgery, keep him out of game two, return just uh, to the Dragons just before the side first three is selected. Well, that's a setback right yeah. there. He's a good, robust origin sort of player. And I'm not convinced that Morris, uh, you know, is, is he past his best, do you think? Yeah. What, what about Jennings? Morris and Jennings together... 
They're, they're yeah. on trial tomorrow yeah, night, see, I reckon. You're going back to the point, Crash, of guys that can perform in the big games. Yes. And you know what? Even hey. though they don't have the form going in, Jennings and also Morris have dominated in, in State of Origin. Really? Before. They've won one series out of the last ten. That's, That's domination down this part of the woods, my man. <laughs> yeah, well, I must have been sick. I must have been away that day sick, I think. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, can I swap seats with you? Yeah. <laughs> the Bulldogs, uh, because Josh Morris was called in, they weren't happy because they had to call up Remus Smith for his first game. Now, he'd played New South Wales Cup the day before and had to drive to Canberra from Sydney on the morning of the game, you won't be surprised that Desi Hasler had something to say. It's almost if it's second fiddle, isn't it? Which is not a good thing. There's too much investment of uh, money and time um, for this to happen. James Graham looked interested, didn't he, on the side? 100% right. In my opinion, he is. Can I speak? No. Can I speak? Yeah, go for it. This is the biggest sporting event in Australia. Yep. Okay, with the best players playing against the best players. The NRL produces those players, right? Why should they have to play at the same time, like you said, and be second fiddle? Why aren't there standalone weekends so everybody can concentrate completely on the state of origin, not worry about injuries and things like that? You are taking away from Canterbury Bulldogs yeah. by taking a player out of there. And that will happen if somebody gets injured this yeah, week, yeah, for example. Know, but, yeah, but if you have three origin games and also a test, there's four weeks of the year that they're not playing football. You I'm, can't I'm, do that. I'm quite certain if you asked every manager or coach and you asked every player if it meant the season going four weeks longer... Would that be OK? I'm sure they would say there's, yes. They're going to have to look at it. There's got to be a better system. There, yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you, Bozza. It yeah. takes away... I mean, it just feels like the origin NRL balance, the club team balance, yeah. is out of whack. The focus yep. should be completely on this. All no, right. Mm. Last week, uh, we thought the Blues were a little too formal in their snappy suits at the Big Banana, that photograph. Well, they certainly changed dress code by the end of their Cops <laughs> half <laughs> camp. Is that a onesie? Well, that's a onesie on Greg Bird. <laughs> that, that is, that is, that is hey, gorgeous. He's that's the, most the onesie. terrifying okay. player out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I know. You're talking <laughs> What about... But Fitzy talks about, you know, respect and these guys have done something. They come out dressed like the Teletubbies. I mean, like, <laughs> that is a classic. Yeah. I mean, how could you put it on and go to training and, yeah. you know... Well, I, yeah, I can show you how you put it on. I can't show you how to go to training. Well, in fact, you can because I know you're kidding, Crash. This is you at Sanctuary Cove. Actually, can we go back? I'm more interested. Who's that lane next to you there, Crash? If that's your missus, she's in good nick. Can <laughs> 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 we see that again? Crash. There he is, yeah. <laughs> the great thing about that clothing, Crash, is you can't tuck your shirt, your shirt into your undies with that. Just <laughs> there is that. I've noticed that. Jump yeah. on back to front. All right, we, we saw James Graham a little, a little early. His theory that if you're not pointing at the referee, you're not being rude, was on display again at the weekend. Uh, have a look. Just, he, I like, he just handcuffs himself behind his hand, behind his back. It's like, it's like a... he's playing a game. He's like, I've got a clenched fist. Which hand is it in? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a man right. who's learned his lesson, yeah. hasn't he? It's it's, he's still terrifying, though. He's <laughs> he still is. terrifying as he goes forward. And like the knight in Monty Python's Holy Grail. I do love him. Uh, but... He could ratchet it up just a tiny notch, like minor league coach Joe um, McCulloch, who's protest. This is over a second base call. Now, this is epic. <laughs> this is what you've got to do. Get out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> In the face. <laughs> Look, as he goes and shows what happens. Yeah. See? See? Back he comes again. It just this goes on. We cut it down from about four minutes. This is beautiful, Fitzy. <laughs> 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 oh, you'd break a toe doing it. Uh, absolutely. 
Yeah, I'm oh, not sure oh. whether the white powder hadn't been involved earlier, but that is, <laughs> there he goes. He is an absolute legend. All right, Aussie Daniel Ricciardo was robbed in uh, Monaco and he hadn't even got to the casino yet. He was brilliant all weekend, won pole and was leading, uh, but his pit crew completely stuffed up. This is shocking. Called into the pits, takes them six seconds to get the tyres. They weren't ready. It looks like they actually need a Red Bull. <laughs> it's, it's kind of ironic. How this was just terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. From an Australian point of view, this is we're talking about the man with a permanent smile tattooed on his face, and for the first time ever, we've seen Daniel Ricciardo angry. He had pole position Look for the first there. time in his career, yep. and it was a rainy Monaco track. So, from what I understand, passing's absolutely impossible. So it's pole, tight there anyway. Thanks for coming, and, and a complete and utter human error old-fashioned pit-stop stuffer. If I go to my garage and it takes two seconds to change tyres, that's cool, but there, yeah. that is it, just... It'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. I mean, we've there's something magnetic about seeing a Mr Nice Guy completely lose mm. it, isn't it? Mm. Will this rouse him to great heights, world mm. champion heights, or will it really rattle him, which it did there? Like, will it throw him off course? Like, there, there's plenty of argument out there for both. Yeah, I, I, I think the theory is there's something going on there. Well, For them to stuff up, it human, it's the most lucrative sport in the world oh. uh, and you've got the best people working on your car. For them to call you in to change their tyres and then... For them not to be ready, do they want him out of Red Bull? Yeah, I, I do don't. Do we want this young bloke to be the next star? Max Verstappen. Yep. No, this guy, Daniel is considered the best driver going around the world at the moment. But the crew, the pit crew, obviously has a lot to answer for. We, we do have um, some exclusive behind-the-scenes footage of the disaster, as we showed from that angle before. But we do get another angle here. Problems obviously going on there. Waiting, waiting. Yeah. They've got a little bit to work on there, quite sadly. The good news is, Kel, that the next generation of pit crew is up and about, though. I love this kid. Now, he's driving around. Look, the broom to lift the car up in the front as the jack comes through. <laughs> it just won't come off. Does all four tyres. It's the cutest thing ever. That is awesome. <laughs> there he goes. And then he goes back to the jack, the broom jack. You're clear. Great. Daniel would have been better off with him, I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely. Lewis Hamilton was uh, the horrible thing about that whole mm. thing. Well, that's the other thing to rub his nose in it. Yeah. You know, a great Aussie who we all love, yeah. down to earth, and he's watching an arrogant, self-absorbed Pommy claiming that he's, you know, he's no, that's celebrating... Just, that's Justin no, Bieber. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very celebrating similar. with Justin Bieber. Look at this, I mean, please. And, it, and he said afterwards, Tony, Lewis Hamilton, it was his first win for the year, saying, you know, I had to work harder than I've ever had to work before and this is one of my great victories. I'm sorry, Lewis, but it was a stuff-up with Red Bull <laughs> is the result that you won. But you know what? said there was, wasn't a stroke of luck at all. Yeah, he Not did. For say. him to get the champagne bottle and yeah. to go over to Bieber first before his crew... Yeah. yeah. Do your crew first, oh. your family, and then go over to Bieber. Ah, the Biebs. All right, Melbourne Cup star Michelle Payne remains in hospital Oof. with a torn pancreas. This isn't uh, a great... We talked about this last week, Kel, after that fall she had and the abdominal pains. And we're hearing uh, her family released a statement to say she's not completely out of the woods, so uh, she might have to have some more surgery depending on how she travels over the next couple of days. And obviously it's prompted a lot of public discussion yep. about retirement and mm. whether she should maybe pull the pin. I think externally we're probably within our rights to look in at Michelle Payne. You know, she's such a national icon and a pioneer, what she's been able to do and say, you've achieved everything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what's the point 
going on. But I actually think for her, I mean, who are Come we back. to sit back and yeah. judge and say, hey, finish your well, career? I mean, sure, health is, is more than anything. Mm. But she's got ambitions, she's got goals, yeah. she's got standards and values like we all do. Well, she might want to go back to back. She might want to go and ride at Royal Ascot. I just think... Leave it up to her. Well, and Prince of Penzance ran in Adelaide a couple of weeks ago and dominated over mm. 1,600. They reckon it's the best nick that horse has ever been in. So mm. she's got another opportunity to win another Melbourne Cup. It's funny how women, like, would we be asking if it was a young male jockey, would he retire, isn't it? Well, like Luke Nolan fell not long yeah, ago no and had a nasty said, crash and no-one said, oh, yeah. this is Black Caviar's, you know, famous jockey and no-one said... He should pull the yep. pin. It's an interesting debate, isn't it? All right, still with health, Hawthorne's Jared Ruffhead has spoken today about that spread of the melanoma to his lung and how he, the club and the media should deal with it. I mean, I heard rumours that I was going to retire today, but I'm 29 still got two and a half years on a deal. So if I'm going to give that up, you know, I'm not going to come back to another team. I'm still going to be here for two and a half years and that's hopefully longer. That's the plan. You know, when we go to the airport, you don't have to be there taking photos of me and... And, uh, you know, if I'm in the coach's box, just treat me as a, like you normally would, you know. Just seeing everyone smile towards me is more than enough because that's what, you know, there's no point feeling down for me because that's not going to make me feel better, it's not going to make you feel better, it's not going to make anyone feel better. So sooner we're all positive towards this, the better. What a champion. Right on every count. What a champion. Well, what a champion because, look, I've had the unfortunate experience. My late uncle passed away of multiple sclerosis and during that time, you know, as he deteriorated, he actually usually used to say the same thing for me. And it's a very difficult thing to ask uh, for people because you do feel sorry for, for anyone who's, who's suffering in any type of way. So that's a natural reaction of people. But he used to always turn around and say he used to like it being around because you just treat me exactly normal. And... Um, what a brave, brave man to come mm. out and say that. But it, it is and very, very... And so, uh, look, it comes down to the individual, Kel. Yeah. If, if that's what he wants and makes him feel better, so, I think that's what people should think about. Rather, sometimes I think people subconsciously think about themselves and how terrible they feel and they put it onto that person. Yeah, and what stood out to me was, you know, so positive, so yeah. matter-of-fact, so frank, and clearly the club's strategy is let him talk publicly now and then, you know, media yeah. go away, let him go in private. Exactly. We don't want this to be an issue for the rest of the year. We want it to be about our football. Yeah, he's good for the club and the club's good for him, as simple as that. Fox Sports ha has acknowledged it. May have overstepped the mark by zooming in on GWS coach Leon Cameron's uh, notes and the coach's box at the weekend. Uh, as we saw there, mistakes will happen. Stay focused, be calm, give clear messages, love the battle, which are all very well, good, positive. Well, their home ground is at home, Bush. It should be lock the car, hide your wallet. <laughs> oh, you're outrageous, <laughs> <laughs> They're the first things you've got to think about before you I did notice that he phone. said, stay calm. At this calm. point, your phone number will come up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, isn't it, isn't it always a horrible disappointment when you get the inside... Like, was remember the Australian cricket game plans yes, were leaked? leaked. Right. And, and we literally tore them apart, saying, what are this? And things like, yeah, pitch it up. You know, yeah, yeah. Don't fall short. Yeah, <laughs> but show energy in the field. Like yeah. it's so disappointing. Stay calm. You're flipping simple. over, thinking, yeah, but what's what? Tell yeah. us the inside secrets. What have the What have Fox Sports shown if it was game plan? Let's say if there was stuff written down that was game plan, I don't think they would have. Yeah, I, I reckon know. Well, they. It was in large print. Yeah, it was know, written but pretty. It was, but see, there, there's a great story. Ryan O'Connor, that used to play for Essendon and also Sydney Swans, towards the end of his career, this Rodney Eade story again was uh -oh. dropping oh. In, in in and out of the game, and he was. He was getting really, really upset to the point that he would have his weekly meeting with them and if he wasn't picked again, he used to go in with a piece of paper that just used to say, stay calm on there. Mm. And every time they would say something that he disagreed with, he would just circle, stay calm. <laughs> <laughs>
And by the end of the meeting, you'd have about 85 circles. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, Indigenous Round is uh, done so well by the AFL, isn't it? No different at the weekend. And probably uh, there were plenty of great moments, but none better than this amazing Eddie Betts goal. Your team's travelling well, uh, Fitzy and Kel. Oh. That is great, isn't it? That's what you go to the footy for. That's magic, isn't it? And the Indigenous players walk a little taller in Indigenous round, and so they should. It was just such a proud moment for him. Oh. He actually spoke after Fitzy and said he did not even look at the goals no. in that last, that last goal. You know, he, OK, he's, he's an example. He didn't exam even look at them. Here's an example. My little fellow was tired, so he ended up going to bed. He didn't see it. He woke up with me the next day. We watched Fox Sports News and we watched the goal. Yeah. For the next two hours out in the backyard, this was for two hours, and I, I filmed him inside the kitchen here. He was just around in the backyard trying to do Eddie Betts. Oh. <laughs> in his pro shorts, top off the little bogan. Look at him go. <laughs> just the whole time trying to do Eddie Betts. Hey, I'm so proud of him. That's what it's dangerous about. Dangerous garden, garden yeah. furniture out there. <laughs> Not much room in Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Another big win uh, for Nick Kyrgios. Awarded the highest fine at the French Open this year. Go Aussie. Uh, having abused opponents, yeah, officials, ball, ball kids. Uh, Kyrgios, he's turned on his brother now, Kel, asking him to get out of the box, swearing along the way. as he's It's a beautiful theatre, isn't it? Oh, we've seen it all, haven't we? And to be honest, I get sick of talking about him every week at this mm. point. We should maybe just start banning talk on Nick really? Kyrgios. But, um, it's like the Kardashians, isn't it? It is, it is. What you want to see is that the penny's starting to drop and he's maturing a little bit and you want to see some evidence of that and we haven't seen any lately. Mm. Do you think, though, he had a, there was a tweet from Pat Cash who's clearly wanting to help him and has, has said, you know, basically, get off social media, concentrate on working hard. Is that good advice? Because he didn't He's take it He's absolutely really right, well. Pat Nick Cash. Kyrgios, ha, ha, ditch social media. Can people keep their opinions to themselves, please? Leave me alone. This is my last tweet for you, Cashy. Yeah, he's he's well, just I mean, such an insecure kid, Bozzer, isn't he? Said, he cannot handle before. criticism. Kel, you've hit the nail on the head, and he's actually said it in his tweet. I've, I've said that before, Crash. Just ignore them. Him and Bernard Thomas, just ignore them. He just said, leave me alone. Leave them alone. Just, I, you know, and I'm saying you that from that a You said that last way. time you are on yes, the Yes, just ignore you? them because at the moment, like I said to you, it's not as if they're, they're going great guns. They're not in the top ten. Mm. So just completely ignore them and slowly but surely they'll come back around and they'll realise by, by actually playing Kelly well... Kelly made a good... ...that we'll be talking about it for playing well rather than things like well, this. Was that too Kelly, much Kelly fun. said it. Just ignore as them. A, as an elite athlete, do you actually have to learn how to cope with public criticism? You do. Yeah. You do have to. It's, it's, uh, look, it, it depends how you've been brought up as well. So I was very, very fortunate to be brought up in an atmosphere where uh, Sir Alex Ferguson at the time used to see it as a badge of honour. He'd come in and basically point out two players and you'd get it pretty once every two or three weeks and absolutely bore you out in front of the whole team, even if you haven't done anything particularly wrong. And then he'd want to see how you'd react into that next half. So uh, that depends on your upbringing. But if you've gone from, say, well, I count the formative years, 16 to 20, and basically been spoon-fed, and any time somebody sort of throws a bit of criticism at me, you, you chuck, chuck the toys out the pram, it's very, very difficult after 20 then all of a sudden to start changing without you thinking yourself that you've lost something. Yeah. It's been raining a lot in the French home uh, over a couple of days now, but a highlight when they were on for me was this rally uh, between Agnieszka Radvonska and Barbara Srakova. This is great. This is, there, she's down. Uh, she's down. She stays down. <laughs> <laughs> Three of the shots while they're just sitting there on the oh, exercise. Brilliant. It's true. It was great. It was terrific. That's Sadly, as we said, Kel, we missed out. There it is. That Fast could be a going. new sport, huh? <laughs> exactly. Sit down tennis. Exactly right. Absolutely great work. The other one I really did like, a bit, of, bit controversial, was French player Elise Cornet. Now, she's been accused of gamesmanship after continual treatment for cramp upset her op opponent, uh, Jojana Maria. Look at this. She gets the treatment here. 
convention style, and then here comes the cramp. And this is the best bit, having to be dragged off. She comes back on and wins the match, much to the horror of her opponent, who's now threatening to sue. So the rule is you can't take a medical timeout for cramping. So you can actually not be treated on a tennis court for cramping. That's just part of the deal. If you cramp, bad luck. You've got to work your way through it. So, so, so why did they let her? Well, well she's, she's French. A, it's the French. She's area. a French <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> but she was sort of cramping in one leg but saying she needed treatment in the other. Right, and she okay. was asking for assistance off the court. And mm. so her opponent is exactly right in pointing the finger and saying, hey, and mm. the chair umpire should have done something about it, but mm. she's the French darling. I do love that look, though. We've seen similar dramatics on, on the tennis court before. Uh, your favourite, Serena Williams at Wimbledon. This is called more like a, a brain cramp, really, wasn't it? She was uh, just wouldn't. Not all going at all. Wayne Arthur's just losing. Oh, that's, on his that's when he had the <laughs> he had the injection in his hip <laughs> and he couldn't feel his leg. Umpires, uh, boundary umpires, look at this. At the cramp. You cameraman, it can take its toll on your body. You've been sitting yeah. down on the yeah. leg for a while. Did <laughs> 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 it ever happen to you, Bozza? Yeah, uh, cramp, yes, at yeah. the start. And that was actually from nervous tension. There you go. Oh. Yeah, so until I got used to actually in the first 10 games, I used to. Mm. Nervous much tension? Yeah, cramp. I used to take. I think I had to, they done a test that was magnesium or something that I was depleted on. You had to take magnesium tablets beforehand because it got nervous and all that, so it was in my car for the first 10 games. Margaret like, Court, the tennis player, would get nerves so bad that she would at times cramp up. Yeah. Margaret Court, the tennis player. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Obvious. All right. Behind your own Thank God we're on a Honestly, sports show. Yeah. I host a sports show. Yeah. Look at that, Margaret Court plays tennis. There may have been viewers that didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're going to know that the spelling bees are also sport. For high drama, look no further than the national spelling bee in the United States. And it's competitive, as one of the contestants showed in the final. Have a look. Now, look at the fellow in the background. His opponent gets the word wrong. Look, nah, that you're wrong. You're wrong. Love it. Follows that up, of course. It is wrong. By his heartfelt supportive applauding. Look at this. <laughs> It actually finally finishes in a draw, and the, uh, the boy on your left, he wants to celebrate, yeah. And the kid on the right still gives him no love. Look, refuses the high five, the fat, another one, nah. High five snubber. Yeah, spell dead leg, boys, because that's what you'll be getting at school when you're off up the mile. Wow. <laughs> Coming up on the show, the great Wendell Saylor joins us. All the latest from today's big game in the NBA playoffs, plus a top five that'll make you thirsty. And what made this angry fan head for the exits at the baseball? Defensively, that the Warriors have done. Curry, 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 Cur
Aussie affair in the NBA Finals after Andrew Bogut's Golden State Warriors beat Oklahoma. Now he'll join Matthew Delavadova's Cleveland in that final series, which is a repeat of last year. It's great to see those Aussies involved. It was terrific again today. Steph Curry, amazing. Just showing why he's the MVP. Oh. Unbelievable. Mm. Jaw-droppingly good. Just when you think you've seen him at his best and to think they came back from 3-1 against Oklahoma... Uh, to make it a marketer's dream in the playoffs now, a repeat of last yeah. year. Marketer's dream because it features one Australian from the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne in Andrew mm -hmm. Bogut, yep. and the country boy from Maryborough in Victoria, Fitzy and Matthew Delavadova, and a guy called Curry and a guy called LeBron. LeBron, that's right. yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear the commentators, though, say that even though Steph Curry is so dominant, that defensively, Golden State, Bogut, his, if he's in Give form, they win. Yeah. If he's not... They've got a big chance. And they of won it last so he's year. Crucial. They hadn't won it in 40 years. So it was a huge celebration for um, for the Warriors. But remember, Bogut didn't play in that last Bust. crucial yep. game when yes. they won it. Yep. And he's just the type of guy, so resilient um, and dogged. I reckon he'd, he, he'll be up for a big, what big performance. What about Delavadova's season after his breakthrough last year? He's been okay. Would yeah, you say? he's had a few injuries. Had an ankle niggle during the the play at the last um, playoff series. So and probably not as much game time. But um, he he could too defensively. Play, play a role in this one. There was a, a great moment from the press conference today when Warriors coach Steve Kerr was asked about Steph Curry. Why do these questions keep being raised about Steph's toughness? Because he looks like he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> Just perfect. And he does. It's, it's so true, true isn't it? It's so I've, I've, eaten, I've right. eaten a few 12-year-old curries and... <laughs> <laughs> That is brave. <laughs> what many believe is an augury for state of origin, the Queensland Firebirds have finally been beaten by the New South Wales Swifts, Kel. Yes, this is uh, the state of origin before state of origin. We spoke here last week about the best rivalry in Australian sport at the moment is the Cowboys and the Broncos. I would argue that this rivals it. Um, and a record crowd. This is a competition that's been going for nine years. 13,314. There was one NRL game played on Sunday, and that was in Canberra. Yep. 13,000 as well. So huge effort, big attendance in Sydney. And the interesting twist in this was that they beat each other for 60 minutes on the court, and then there's a, an Australian netball uh, camp in Canberra this week, and so an hour later they all had to meet on the team bus and drive down the highway to Canberra. <laughs> That's a good trip for the Swifts, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, a little tense. <laughs> right. The build-up for the uh, highly rated Matildas has been questioned after a training run against a young Newcastle Jets boys' side. Uh, I think under-16s, under-15s combination ended in a 7-0 hammering. Bozza, uh, you have been slightly outspoken about this. Performance. I have, but I promised Kelly that she's entitled to have uh, her say on this. But uh, what I said was this, basically, that uh, I obviously believe in equality. Equality for me is everybody, regardless of their sex, race, religion or creed, having the equal opportunity. But then I go a bit further and believe in meritocracy. And so, in other words, regardless of the job, uh, regardless of where you're from, what colour you are, what religion you are, what sex you are, if you do a better job than the next man or the next woman, you deserve more than them. And basically, that's exactly what I said. And look, the question that that's not that arose, what I read. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, but you didn't listen to the full interview. Okay. The question that arose because then I also mentioned on the top now. The word around Australian football when the negotiations were going on for the Matildas and the Socceroos was that the Matildas were asking for equal pay, OK? Subsequently, I've been told by an ex-Matilda that was wrong, that they just wanted a fair deal, which is... Comp I'm completely behind them for doing that. 
People who were involved in the negotiations have thrown doubt on that claim, but that's regardless. So I basically turned around and said the next time there are negotiations, if they do happen to ask for equal pay of the Socceroos, this should be brought up. But didn't Ka uh, Kaya Simon didn't play? They were, you know, just practising. Their yep. structures were changed. They were you know, short of a gallop. Yep. You know, this is, isn't just a training run. Well, that, that's OK. But, uh, you know, we're talking about a football game as, as opposed to then going in to negotiations and turning around and saying, allegedly, but like I said to you, the ex Socceroo was adamant to me they just wanted a fair deal. If that is the case, 100%. And I was, I, I was actually behind them at that time saying they deserved because they were getting below the minimum wage. OK, some of the uh, conditions that they had weren't of the quality that they were producing for Australia. You, so and if the boot was on the other foot, if it was the Socceroos who were losing 7-0 and they were getting crowds of five or 6,000 and the Matildas, on the other hand, were not, yeah. I would be advocating not for equal pay, All but right. for the Matildas to get more. All right. You look at me as if to say, <laughs> you're giving me the response. Yeah, exactly. You said they don't deserve a pay rise because they lost 7-0 to teenagers. No, not teenagers. to a pay rise, okay. not to get as much as the Socceroos. Firstly, I love you, I respect you, but I've, I just thought your comments were really disappointing because they had eight of their starting 11 missing. Mm -hmm. They, um, it wasn't 15-year-old boys, it was 16 and 17-year-old boys. Yes, so I said that. Where were you when you were 17? Who were you playing with? Manchester United. So 17-year-old can be elite. Mm -hmm. And also, thirdly, that it, I mean, this is a practice game, Bozza. The mm. school board is completely irrelevant. The coach has called them in to have a practice game against bigger, stronger, more powerful bodies so it can prepare them for the Olympics. Mm. And then to link... I just think to link a, a practice game result to pay mm. is disrespectful. This is a world-class team, ranked five in the world. Yes. They've oh. made the Olympics. The men didn't make the Olympics. Down to Do you want me to keep going? No, no, don't just keep going. This, this is the discussion we're going to have. We're going to have to finish it in the pub. We're going to have to finish it in the pub afterwards. You know what this is? It's a French Open rally. We'll finish that later. Thank you. You know how we determine who wins it? Yeah. Ask Mark's mum, who he agrees with. Well, I'm done. Gone. I'm finished. Finish. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What did, was it, yes. On a different note, what did you make of this uh, own, own goal for Serbia? I'm not working out who we can absolutely blame. Uh, oh. Should the goalkeeper be uh, way over there? Should the defender know where the goalkeeper is? There's a player is? I used to play with at Aston Villa called Dean Saunders. He used to turn around and quote the Goodness. great Jack Nicholas and say, rule number one in football, never blame yourself. So I'm sure <laughs> right, what the players would have been thinking after that, not like how it happened, but actually thinking, how am I going to get out as blaming somebody else? What that would have been everything. Word, right? What was your absolute... I, 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 I've done something, I, would, I wouldn't say similar, but I was at Queen's Park Rangers once and I come rushing out. We're losing 1-0 anyway, but I come rushing out right towards the end of the game to clear a ball and completely missed it and end up having to, in a so embarrassing, turn and chase the guy <laughs> who basically sort of goaded me along. And as I got right near him, he just tapped the ball right into the net. So. Love it. All right, Real Madrid beat Atletico in a penalty shootout to take out the UEFA Champions League. Give Ronaldo another chance uh, to get his rig out. Look at this. This is the, uh, the penalty. Uh, off comes the shirts. Uh, it looks shocking, obviously. Uh, and there, he does it in slow motion as well, fits you, which I think is very actually It is hello, Chicks, his body. Come on. Uh, he's filmed for his documentary. Absolutely. You're not having him, Fitzy, are you? Have you seen his documentary? It's the most self-indulgent piece of crap I've ever seen seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrible. So out of 10 for you, Fitzy? Nah, that's a three. That's Time now for our epic fail, and it goes to this nasty blow for Brazil's Yusile uh, in the Asian Champions League quarterfinals. Look at that. Oh. As he goes down, it even signals for the medical. <laughs> 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 oh, that's painful.
He's down I go. He's actually reaching out for the kids that he'll never have. (laughs) 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 They're they're gone. They're gone. You're in a cruel mood tonight. (laughs) How good was Madame Tussauds' wax figure of Neymar? This is just amazing, isn't it? He's looking around. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. It's phenomenal. (laughs) Even the veins in his fist. Goodness me. Absolutely brilliant. Ronaldo would have probably pashed himself by the time. Absolutely. See, the thing, that does look really yeah. amazing. And they've come a long way, those wax figures. Remember uh, this, this one of the great Shane Warne. This was done, obviously, a few months ago. Which figure would you prefer? That's why I wasn't answering any questions from you, Blades. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Thanks, you ruined it, so thanks very much. Oh. <laughs> was that, there was a question about his wax. Question yeah, about yeah, yes, the they, earth, that they probably needed some more wax. Yeah, Warney was really sensitive about that. But Why? He has, uh, oh, he just, you know, no one was game enough on the cricket circuit to ask Warney about his weight for a while because he yeah. was such a superstar. We'd all talk about it behind his back and everything like that, but then, of course, he had work and... Uh, I saw someone tweet, you know, he'd raise an eyebrow only if he could. You know, he can't. He's had so much work. Well, that's <laughs> wax, that wax figure looks so lifelike that Bryn Edelson actually asked it back for another life. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to catch the baseball flying into the crowd in America, but uh, you have to think about the people around you. Look at this bloke. This is the... Uh, it, the goes up and down comes the beer oh. onto oh. the lady sitting next to him. I mean, it's just brilliant. Her reaction. Just, oh. she, she's not oh. happy. Oh. He's filling apolo- up his beer again. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't got the apology she's been looking for. And, and, yeah. You know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> brilliant. And obviously that leads us to this week's top five. Top five ways a beer can be spilled at the oh, baseball. Awesome. First up, it's his self-inflicted beer spill oh, going for the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Sensational. Uh, and number four, look, sitting beers on a balcony can be hazardous for those oh. below. Uh, beautiful. I like that one. I also like uh, this girl. Oh. <laughs> Onto the innocent cameraman oh. as well. Oh. Nothing to see here. Wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> <Down. laughs> number three. Now, this guy thought he got a free ball, but he just lost a beer. Oh. And, oh. <laughs> as it turns out, in the top of the dugout. Beautiful work at number two. Um, this is a couple of moments where we just didn't see the oh. sun. Oh. That's straight oh. into the cup. Oh. Oh. Into oh. the cup. <laughs> And this one here is also sensational. Look at the amount of spillage on this. The other angle, I think, shows... (laughs) 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 What the hell? And number one, uh, getting your beer knocked out by the person next to you, obviously, uh, is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) And here he goes again, the guy throwing the ball. (laughs) Sensational, so much beer lost. There he goes there, the top five ways to spill your beer. Here it is, at the baseball. Beautiful work, people. Keep trying. All right, coming up, one of the most popular players to pull on a maroon jersey, Wendell Saylor, joins us right here in the studio.
perfect start for the Queensland side. Kick was absolutely perfect. You can see the New South Wales winger about 10 metres in. The little one over the top, just over the head of Adam McDougall. A one bounce straight into the arms of Wendell Sater. And Bennett not giving too much away, but you know inside he is absolutely delighted. Uh, there he is. I think we can uh, safely describe him as an origin great, a legend. He's one of my favourite people on this planet. Welcome, Wendell Salem. Lovely Welcome to have Del. you, buddy. Mate, great to be here, guys. Thanks, yeah. Tone. I usually work with you every Saturday, but it's good to finally get a start here, mate. Yeah, we're so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I asked Del whether he'd come on, he said, as long as it's about origin, not about me, I said, oh, I've obviously got the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did say that, didn't but I? Yeah. It is a big theatre, isn't it, origin? Oh, it is, and it's... There's two times a year that you miss playing football, um, grand final time and origin time. And even for me now, um, you know, I was at the Queensland launch last week and seeing those players get their jerseys, mate, you always get, uh, you get excited for the players now because even though we're past players, just, you know, guys like Corey Oates and, uh, you know, young O'Neill and those guys, it, it's, it's something as a kid you dream about and you don't know if you can reach it and... And all of a sudden, it's there. And to look back and to see the career that I've had, you, you're very humbling and you're very proud. Your first Origin dressing room, what do you remember most about it? Um, uh, Alan Langer. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, as a kid, I went and watched Queensland play as a 13-year-old. I went and watched them play as State of Origin. And, um, and then I, I cheered for one of the New South Wales players. Because I think Laurie scored a try. I used to love Laurie Daly as a player. Even though I was a Queensland man, this, all of a sudden, I was cheering. I go, yeah, great try, Laurie, because I was cheering for <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> And all of a sudden, this full beer can just, like, <laughs> it just missed my throat. You know? <laughs> throat. And then all of a sudden, I just, the people who were with me, the Nipresses who took me down there, we drove in the car, I just sat there, I was cheering for Queensland, and then, then I knew how big Origin was. You always know, but you still have your favourite players, you know? Love and, Del, if you had to put it, you know, take away all the hype and everything yeah. that we know for, for Origin, it's the biggest sporting event in Australia, let's talk about the actual game itself. If yeah. you had to categorise it in one sentence, what differentiates the Origin game from your week-in, week-out oh. rugby league game, well, how, how would you put it? Mate, gladiatorial. Mm. It's just, you don't know as a player if you're good enough. I remember when I got selected in 96, I'd been picked in the Kangaroos in 94, they didn't pick us in 95, Fatty's team, they won that Queensland. Then 96, I got the opportunity to run out there, and it was uh, the last game, it was one of those games at um, Lang Park, mm. and running out there in my Queensland jersey, oh, you know when you run out there, you're playing for your family, mm. you're playing for yourself, you're playing for Queensland, but also... There's that fear of failure. Yeah. Think, Am I good enough to be here? Mm. And you don't know until you come off that field. And then I know New South Wales beat us that night, but I sort of got to the stage where I think, you know, I, I know I, I could to be here. Yeah. 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 Were you very vocal, Del? Like, I mean, I saw the story the other day, Billy Moore, of yelling out Queenslander and, and, in, and in, the, in the rooms. Did you get physical? Did you get loud? Were you one of those blokes Look, to rev yourself up? I was loud, but I was respectful of guys like Shane Webke, Gordon Tallis. Mm. Not everyone's like you, but my job was as a winger, or I suppose as a player, is to get that energy level up. So when I ran out there and when I played, I played with a passion because... That was 99, by the way, man of the match. I didn't, didn't, didn't even remember, remember that. that. No, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have what Alan Langer, yep. or Gordon Tallis or Darren Lockyer had, but what I had, I tried to bring to a team. And that's what Wayne Bennett, you know, he sort of... Uh, he was good at getting the best out of me because I reckon if I wouldn't have went to the Broncos as an 18-year-old... I wouldn't have been able to play State of Origin. What about your relationship with Bennett? Because I heard him guest speak recently and someone said, tell us about Wendell. And he said, well, Wendell uh, fell in love with himself at an early age and has been very faithful <laughs> ever yeah. since. So, and that's his gag. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it, it was a gag. But there's something between you two, isn't there? A, a sort of a bond, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And look, it's, look, it's, it's pretty fair what Wayne said, but... Uh, <laughs> Not. No, but as a young bloke, because, you know, at school I wasn't that 
kid that did well at school, you know. I went to school for two reasons, you know, to play sport and, and talk to the girls. And, uh, <laughs> and then, but when Wayne wanted to sign me, Wayne didn't want to sign me. Cyril O'Connell said, he said, mate, this kid, he goes, mate, geez, he can run. And Wayne goes, well, mate, he goes, I've seen you play. He goes, you're a bit lazy, you're a bit brash, and you wouldn't fit my culture. You know, a bloke who sacked Wally Lewis... So he didn't, wasn't going to sign me. So I like proving people wrong, but Wayne and I have got a really good relationship and, um, you know, he, he's been there for me through the good times and the bad times. Two people I wanted to ask you about quickly was the new coach for Queensland, Kevy Walters. You played with him for a long time. Uh, he's been handed this gig having, you know, the team yeah. won nine of the last ten. How do you think he'll go? I think he'll do a good job. He, he's, he's always had the, the knack of, you know, everyone's given Alan Langer a lot of credit for those Queensland sides and Bronco sides, but... He's always been the brains of the operation or thereabouts, you know, him and there's Kerrod Walters. And I think he's rapport with players. He gets the best out in players. You know, he's a, he's a bloke that... He's a bit old school where he doesn't mind having a beer in that, but when it's time to work... And also, in the 2000 Grand Final, we'd actually beaten the Roosters. Um, we'd actually went to uh, Kim, his, his, uh, his wife's um, funeral, you know. She died of cancer in 1999. And just to see Kevy grow as a person and, and the boys around... Uh, I love the bloke. You know, we all talk about Alf and, you know, Wayne Bennett, but Kevy is a guy who'll do a good job. And I saw him last week with that Queensland team and they've certainly got a lot of respect for him. And, and you've mentioned Langer a little bit as well. He's oh. the assistant coach. He's one of our oh. favourites here and we always have a sort of lighter yeah. moment, don't we, Tony, with yeah. him? But what, what sort of influence behind the scenes does he have? Look, I think, it, you know, Alf's got this sort of uh, personality. Whenever you walk in a room, you want to sort of talk to him and he's got time for... If you've played one game or if you've played, you know, 100, 100 games... But he just, he talks to everyone. I've never seen Alan Langer say no to an autograph or no to anyone. And uh, he's just got this charisma about him that um, through my career, I, I was happy that he had a bit to do with it, you know. Um, and mostly good too. But he's the bloke that got me into playing golf and just, and he's great with your family too. You always, you know. The last time these two teams ran around, uh, Queensland won, I think it was 52-6. It was a very close game, obviously. Uh, I think defence was the winner on the night. Uh, go back a few years, yeah. there was a result that was similarly lopsided against the Maroons. Now, on that night, I think Brian Fletcher might have scored a try. And when he scored that try, he had decided, he, along with Ryan Gurler, <laughs> our colleague on radio, decided to celebrate with the grenade. Here it is right here. Uh, scores oh, a try. At look at the young girds. Look, the back look at the man <laughs> coming through here. What were you feeling about then, Del? Oh, look, honestly, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to wear that jersey. I'd only been beaten by 50 points in a Queensland jersey before the Queensland 19s. We got beaten by New South Wales. There was myself and Anthony Seabold. He was the captain. I was the vice captain. And in that New South Wales team was, um, uh, was Andrew Johns, who scored 24 points. And I, and I found out in the last couple of days. Uh, Madge Maguire was actually in that team. So I'd been beaten twice by 50 by New South Wales, and it hurts. And I know those New South Wales players will be hurting. So they get a chance now. All those players weren't there last year, but they get a chance tomorrow night in front of 80, 85,000 fans to make those right wrongs, you know, to, to right those wrongs. And I've got to say, we came out in 2001 and we won the first game with 10 rookies. So... Mate, State of Origin does it to you. We've only got about 45 seconds. Yep. I might get you to, to stay beyond the break, but mm. I need to, just on this side of the break, show you a bit of your moves. And if we've got the dancing, uh, which would be terrific. I think this is in the dressing room. This isn't your Dancing with the Stars performance. This is you uh, before the Dragons, just going into warm-up mode. Del, uh, what were you listening to? A uh, bit of the sexiness, was it? Oh, you know, well, one of the songs I actually did listen to, and I'm not going to... I love me R&B. Obviously, yeah. I, I move quite well. Uh, but, um, I, mate, um, I listen to Taylor Swift because my daughter, Matisse. Taylor Swift. Yeah, I do because I, I like feeling good. It's, and I think sports like anything, you like feeling good about yourself. Mm, and you have uh, to. Yeah, and my daughter, she, you know, she's such a cutie. So we used to listen to Taylor Swift a little bit. So I, I don't mind. Del, stick around with yeah, us. We'll no be, yeah. When we come back, our champ of the week is up. <laughs>
This election, Australians will be bombarded with political promises. The only thing that we want to bombard you with is live sport. My fellow Australians, I present to you the Fox Sporting Nation Party, uniting the nation through our love of sport. We give you the Socceroos versus Greece, the Wallabies against England, Wimbledon, Formula One and the US Open. Now how's that for foreign policy? The Fox Sporting Nation Party, we're for sport. Not a real political party, please don't actually vote for Mark Bosnich. Wow. Please don't vote for Mark. Well, you know, what was that at the end? Was that you? No. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I was it perfect? You said no. don't vote. Vote for the bozzer. Well, do you know what, Boz? I'm actually going to back you up. I think you could be a, a good politician and have a shorter career than Mal Meninga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit Donald Trump-like. Yeah. Well, terrible. the political systems around the world are, are leaving it open for Donald Trump's to come up. Sa same here, Boz. <laughs> there was a time. There was a time. Wendell Savage still we're just going to ask you about Origin tomorrow night. One second time now, though, for our Champ of the Week. I'm going to go, Kel, with the Australian women's sevens rugby team. They continue oh. their march to uh, medal glory in Rio. Picked up the first World Series title, a quarter-final win over Spain. That was enough to clinch the trophy. The more they did it, unlike Fiji's men, entirely without Jared Hayne. <laughs> Although there have been reports that Jared's had this other slightly weird dream uh, about representing the Sevens. Anyway, we're going to go right Gold medal favourites. Gold medal favourites. They are terrific. Awesome. Well done. Yeah, and they may well get it. All right, let's talk about Justin in okay. 30 seconds sure. uh, tomorrow evening. Now, I know that Cam Smith is breaking the record for most Origin yes. games. Goes to 37. Yes, he does. And yep. did he get a joke? Yeah, Darren Lockyer actually went out to the team hotel tonight to present him... Um, I think, you know, his jersey and uh, whatever uh, comes with it. So, mate, unbelievable, his record. Have you seen it? Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's, it's astonishing. It's probably going to be wet. New South Wales picked yep. a big, powerful forward pack. What happens tomorrow night? Oh, look, I think, uh, yeah, obviously very slippery. Um, look, I think I'll go with Queensland, only because there's a lot of players there that, that, that have been there and done it before. You've got four, I think, debutants for New South Wales. Matt Moore on those conditions, you need to get on the front foot, otherwise you know, he's a very light fullback. But I'm going to go with uh, Queensland by four. All right, Wendell yeah. Salas says Blues by 12. That's it for us. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Enjoy your origin. Go with Blues. This has been a production of Fox Sports.